You're listening to Images Podcast. I am Joseph J. Erdo, and this is Images Immersive, Page and Lake Powell. Located in northern Arizona and stretching up into southern Utah, Lake Powell boasts nearly 2,000 miles of shoreline and some of the most spectacular scenery in the West. I was recently invited to experience that scenery for myself during a weekend getaway to the area that included a two-night stay at Hyatt Place Page Lake Powell and a paddleboard outing courtesy of Big Orange Jeep Tours and Rentals. My adventure began Friday, as any great adventure does, with a road trip through some of the most amazing pieces of landscape that Mother Nature has to offer. I started my roughly four-and-a-half-hour journey from Phoenix, heading north on I-17, then northeast on I-40 past Flagstaff, and finally north again on US-89, traveling through small towns that I never knew existed, such as Gap, Arizona. The terrain grew more fascinating with each mile driven, as saguaro-accented mountains morphed into pine tree-populated forests and eventually red sandstone hills, canyons, and cliffs. The clouds in the sky almost appeared to absorb and take on the reddish hue of the geography below them, creating a surreal aesthetic that made me feel as though I was journeying into an artist's painting. Very shortly after Lake Powell came into view on the horizon, I entered Page, an Arizona city that roughly 7,000 people call home. A very large statue of a chicken on the side of the road caught my eye, promoting a restaurant called Birdhouse but it was immediately clear that there was no shortage of places to eat in the area. Signs for Bonkers Restaurant, Grand Canyon Brewing and Distillery, Paco's Tacos, RD's Drive-In, and Stromboli's Italian Restaurant and Pizzeria had my mouth watering as my stomach grumbled from my long journey. A few moments later, I arrived at Hyatt Place Page Lake Powell, the hotel that would serve as the base camp for my weekend adventure. Upon entry into the impressive lobby, I was quickly greeted by staff, who checked me in for my stay, provided my itinerary, and directed me to my room on the third floor. The very first thing I noticed upon entering my room was the stunning view of the Glen Canyon Recreation Area immediately outside my window. I stood there momentarily, before bringing in the rest of my belongings in an effort to catch my breath, which the sheer magnificence of the landscape had taken away. I then toured my weekend headquarters, starting with my 355-square-foot room, which included a sofa sleeper, a 43-inch flat-screen TV, blackout curtains, a desk, and a mini-fridge, and continuing through the hotel's 24-hour gym, business center, lounge patio, and outdoor pool. Shortly thereafter, I met with Paul, a member of the hotel staff who went over the basics of paddleboarding with me and shared his suggestions for the best places to eat, sightsee, and enjoy sunrises and sunsets during my stay. For dinner, I decided upon El Tapatio Family Mexican Restaurant, if for no other reason than its seemingly endless variety of menu items. Having ordered a combination platter with three entrees rice and beans, I could not get over how delicious the crispy chili relleno was, but I had to eat quickly 
as the sun had begun its descent and I wanted to catch the full grandeur of its setting from Horseshoe Bend. As I rode with the window down, I followed the sound of live country music to Big John's Texas Barbecue, and the enticing aroma of smoked meat confused my already full stomach. Pulling into the Horseshoe Bend Overlook parking lot, I paid the $10 entry fee and began the three-quarter mile hike down to one of the most picturesque places on the entire planet. As I looked down at the Colorado River calmly flowing betwixt the red sandstone walls of the canyon, a sense of serenity washed over me. Water droplets filled the air, creating a haze that gave the scene somewhat of a dreamlike atmosphere. It was as though all of my fears, doubts, and regrets had fallen down into that canyon and were slowly floating along the river, rounding the bend and disappearing from sight. As the sun set, the sky to the north exhibited a remarkable rainbow of colors, while to the south, a distant storm provided a tantalizing light show against the backdrop of dark clouds. I decided to lie down on my back and, sandwiched between the cool breeze of the air above me and the relaxing warmth of the rock below me, I felt completely connected to the earth. I closed my eyes and simply observed the moment with each of my other senses. Having laid there for a while, I noticed that night had officially fallen, so I began my hike back to the parking lot by flashlight. I then returned to the hotel, which was bustling with guests enjoying live music, $5 draft beers and wines, and specialty cocktails and bites. I was tempted to join the celebration and mix and mingle with the hotel's other guests, but anticipating the adventure that Lake Powell had in store for me the following day, I instead opted to return to my room where I enjoyed a movie and a snack before climbing into bed to rest and recharge. I started my Saturday morning with complimentary breakfast at the hotel. I joined other travelers, some from as far away as France, for a self-served slate of scrambled eggs, home fries, sausage, miniature pancakes, oatmeal with several topping options, yogurt, and a variety of fruits, breads, and cold cereals. Beverage choices included milk, apple juice, orange juice, coffee, and hot tea. With my belly full, I loaded up my inflatable paddleboard courtesy of Big Orange Jeep Tours and Rentals and rode a short distance to the entrance of Lake Powell. A $30 entrance fee admits one single private non-commercial vehicle and all of its passengers to the lake and is valid for seven consecutive days. The funds collected from entrance fees stay within the park and are used to enhance the experience of visiting the lake. Of course, if you have an America the Beautiful National Parks and Federal Recreational Lands Pass, then your entry is free. It was a rainy morning, so I decided to postpone my paddleboard outing for an hour while I explored the area. I stopped at the various scenic viewpoints to take photos of the remarkable vistas and even toured the Wauheep RV and campground for a possible future trip before making my way to Wauheep Marina. After applying sunscreen, I unloaded the paddleboard and began to inflate it by hand using the provided air pump. After the first few dozen pumps, I wiped the sweat from my brow and decided to take a breather. 
The rain had stopped and the sun was slowly starting to peek out from behind the storm clouds in short spurts. I took a sip from my water bottle and recommenced pumping. I continued to take breaks periodically, each time gazing out at the jaw-dropping horizon and the gorgeous lake that separated it from where I stood. By the time the air pump's gauge read the paddleboard's recommended inflation of at least 14 pounds per square inch, my biceps and triceps had received a strenuous workout. I carried the board to a small beach just north of the boat ramp, attached its three fins, strapped its leash around my right ankle, and placed it in the water, which was a perfect 76 degrees. I walked the board a few yards into the lake, then carefully hoisted myself on top of it. With the paddle in my hands, I raised myself into a kneeling position. After paddling a few yards, I slowly attempted to stand up. Almost immediately, I felt the board begin to wobble, and before I could regain my balance, I fell into the water. Swallowing my pride, I decided to try again, a bit closer to shore. I again hoisted myself on top of the board, raised myself into a kneeling position, and slowly attempted to stand up. Just as before, the board began to wobble, and I fell into the lake, but this time with much less water to break my fall. Shaking off the bruise that was almost certainly going to appear on the right side of my hip, I tried mounting the board again a few yards further into the lake. After my third fall, I decided to give my core a break and instead paddle out into the lake in a kneeling position, since that required less skill and was something that I could easily master. As I paddled further, the wake created by yachts, pontoons, jet skis, and other watercraft provided both a challenge and an opportunity to improve my balance. I continued paddling until I reached the shore on the opposite end of the lake, at which time I paused to enjoy this new perspective of the stunning landscape. After a few moments, I began paddling back to the other shore. The beach had become a bit busier than it was when I first arrived, and the storm clouds had officially parted to allow for the sun's hot rays to beam down from the sky. But I was not about to let either of those things prevent me from practicing standing up on the board until I had successfully paddled several yards in that position. By observing other paddleboarders, I discovered a more effective technique from mountain boards and, after far more falls than I care to admit, including one in which I sprained my thumb, I managed to not only maintain my standing balance on the board, but also paddle several yards out into the lake and back to the shore. Having reached a sufficient skill level, I wanted to paddle around the lake for a while to explore some of its awesome wonders, but I decided to instead listen to my body's various aches and pains and return to the hotel for a late lunch. Arriving back at the hotel, I was greeted by Dylan, a member of its restaurant's waitstaff who graciously took my lunch order, which I decided to enjoy in the comfort of my room. I turned on the TV, sat down on the sofa, and opened my chosen box lunch, a chicken bacon sandwich featuring toasted artisan sourdough bread, 
grilled chicken breast, all-natural bacon, honey mustard, tomato, and arugula. With it came a side of fries as well as a few other goodies. And of course, I could not pass up the opportunity to try one of the hotel's signature craft cocktails, a prickly pear margarita made with Espelon tequila, triple sec, prickly pear puree, citrus sour, and black lava salt. After lunch, I enjoyed a leisurely afternoon gazing at the gorgeous vistas outside my hotel room window. As sunset drew near, I made my way back downstairs to bask in the beauty of the copious colors on the horizon from the hotel's outdoor lounge patio while sipping on a lime in the coconut signature craft cocktail, featuring rum chata, Malibu rum, lime juice, and coconut water. I glanced to my right at the heated pool which was calling me over for a night swim, but the enticing scent of food billowing from the hotel's signature restaurant, Prickly Pear Kitchen, instead drew me back inside for dinner. I started with an order of organic blue corn tortilla chips with mighty green dip, made with cactus, spinach, artichoke, and queso fresco, as well as an order of crispy chicken wings glazed with prickly pear barbecue sauce. For my main course, I selected Southwestern Alfredo with bacon, featuring Romano and ricotta tortellini, classic Alfredo sauce, roasted corn, black beans, queso fresco, and cilantro, with a side of fries. Of course, I could not pass up the opportunity to pair my dinner with another one of the hotel's signature craft cocktails, a tamarindo margarita featuring Espelon Blanco tequila, tamarind pulp, triple sec, citrus sour, and tahini. Nor could I resist indulging my sweet tooth with a slice of prickly pear tres leches for dessert. Just as I thought I had my fill, Dylan tempted me with a cup of Irish coffee. Not wanting the wonderful evening to ever end, I obliged his offer and, within minutes, the dining area was filled with the most magnificently nutty aroma of espresso, beat only by the drink's absolutely exquisite flavor as coffee and alcohol tap-danced on my taste buds and filled my chest with a soothing sensation. Sharing spirited conversation throughout the evening, the remarkably attentive and congenial Dylan truly made me feel welcome and valued taking an already ravishing experience to extraordinary new heights. As night fell, I returned to my room, changed into something comfortable, slipped into bed, and let the magical memories of the past two days play in my mind like an Oscar-worthy movie. Shortly after waking up on Sunday morning, I made my way back down to the dining area for another round of complimentary breakfast this time with the sausage and the miniature pancake swapped out for turkey bacon and French toast sticks, respectively. After breakfast, I returned to my room to take a shower and to pack my belongings. Exiting the hotel, I felt a tinge of sadness, grateful to have gotten to experience such an exceptional weekend of fun and relaxation, yet melancholic that it had to end. I decided to make one final stop at a viewpoint near Glen Canyon Dam to take one more look at the area's surreal opulence before embarking on my road trip back to Phoenix. This has been a production of Images Arizona. Visit ImagesArizona.com for more stories that celebrate the outstanding work of individuals who contribute to a vibrant, creative, and caring community in Arizona.